0: go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today I am here with Gosia Modlinska. She is the former owner of two successful bar and restaurant brands in Shanghai, China. Um, She's actually originally from Poland, so her story is very unique that she brought um, this beautiful Polish food and and cultural experience over to China and really branded it in her own way to to, like really make an art form out of it and share it with a different culture. Um, These days, um, um since leaving that and that's going to be part of her story that we talk about today um uh, she's an entrepreneur she's a mixologist and a branding expert and she's kind of you know kind of traveling and working and also kind of learning what's next for her and I know a lot of my listeners a lot of my clients are dealing with that a lot of inspiration going on in her life after a time of of success and, and sometimes we say what now and and something that she suggested that we call the show before we started um, talking was knowing when to stop fighting what is um, mm-hmm. and, and you had put that on your application some something to that effect yeah. so mm-hmm. that's super important on the intuitive path when to know what fight when to stop fighting what is when it's just not working so welcome Gosha I'd love to um, love to share you with our guest today. Um, how are
1: you. Uh, I'm great. Uh, it's uh, it's a Monday, but I had actually lovely weekend. Uh... I was actually mixing some cocktails for my colleagues <laughs> and Fun. they loved it, so, uh, so they tried actually some of my unique creations this last Saturday and I'm excited that uh, that they all uh, became my new fans. <laughs> <laughs> that feels good. That feels kind of, good. well, who doesn't love uh, drinks? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been great weekend. I also went. I discovered here in Amsterdam as well uh, aerial yoga classes because it's one of my passions nice. that I used to do. In I started in in Shanghai, and then I was excited to find this community here, so I could feel like my like the my favorite parts of my life I could transfer here <laughs> to Very Europe.
0: Important. Yeah, yes. that's a that's a good point. Yeah, when you're going through a transition of any kind, it's nice not to throw everything out. Like keep yeah. the things that you love exactly. and that nurture you, so that this transition is you go you come through it very strong. So and then literally with aerial yoga, that's <laughs> that's some serious business. I've only yes. gotten to power yoga so far. I've gone up to the <laughs> hanging from the ceiling yoga,
1: but that's exciting. Yeah. That that's amazing for your spine, for like refreshing your mind. It's uh, I really recommend. Oh, yeah, so awesome. it's, it's, it's nice. It's, uh, you know, I'm uh, also uh, a lot of my friends, my best friends uh, came back or just came back to Europe from China. And we had some reunions. So that's also really uplifting. So the best parts, like my hobbies, and my best friends are also close to me again. Oh, good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really happy. <laughs>
0: Congratulations in the flow and things are just working out. I love to hear about that. So why don't we back up a little bit, and and I'd love to hear more about your journey as, um, I don't know, d- d- do they call it expat over there when you leave your country and live yeah. in another country? Yeah, so yes. so when you're an expat from Poland, you, you're you building your business in Shanghai, China. You mentioned that's quite competitive over, over there and the culture is extremely different. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that was like for you and how you used your, not only your will, but your intuition and, and kind of your inner knowing to create that path for yourself
1: yes um so uh actually it all started also with the intuition you know why i came to china was when in 2012 uh i started noticing that everybody was talking about china and it was like this inner voice that told me there must be something about this china that's you know that and i have and i want to find out what it is and then i thought to myself also what I wanted to achieve by the time I'm 30 uh, back then. And I thought, yeah, I would like to learn Chinese language. And where is the best place uh, and time to learn the language, if not in China? So that was the first (laughs) the first thing that led me to China was my intuition. And that's
0: you definitely like a challenge. It sounds like,
1: (laughs) yes, yes I I want to learn
0: Chinese.
1: (laughs) That's and that it was also kind of, you know, uh, so I came to China first for this uh, au pair program, actually, it later was renamed cultural ambassador. Nice. Uh, and uh, I had to write my whole um, biography, introduce myself, I was quite quickly chosen by one family in Chengdu in Sichuan province. And uh, I went there. However, we were not like, it was It was super interesting, but we were not really getting along. So I had the feeling that this is not place for me. So again, you know, it was a feeling that's like, okay, there is something missing. I did not really have this social, you know, like um, friends, I did not have my group, you know, that I could hang out with uh, besides uh, this program. Uh, and I asked for change. And the the agency that was uh, in charge of the programs uh, introduced the family in Shanghai to me. Uh, And uh, we had a call. Well, first, actually, I wanted to go to Beijing, not Shanghai, because Beijing is the place where you learn the proper Chinese, the Putonghua. Mm -hmm. Shanghai has its own dialect, Shanghainese. Uh, But then the manager told me, well, you don't want to come to to Shanghai. Are you crazy? So then I just Googled uh, Shanghai images and I saw the skyline and I thought to myself, I can totally see myself in this magical city. (laughs) So again, it was not even my decision to go there was not based on anything else than just this image, you know, and like this magical image. I immediately felt that this is a magical place and I just want to be a part of it. And I arrived in Shanghai on a beautiful, perfect autumn day in um, October, middle of October. Uh, Shanghai at that time smells like osmanthus flower all around. So it definitely impacts your senses.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: And uh, I thought to myself, well, I, I definitely want to stay here for a while, longer than the program would last. Uh, and somehow it, w- it one thing went from another after the program finished, I uh, started working first as an English teacher uh, and it was great decision because there I met one of my best friends uh, and uh, he had the idea first uh, to start the first um, WeChat mini pro- mini blog, my- micro blog as it was called uh, for foreigners and invited me to do that with him, to have this yin yang uh, balance uh, and uh, have this feminine elements and me talking about Chinese uh, language and uh, traveling and cooking. And I felt, again, like, yeah, this is something that is, you know, shows real me because I was, uh, yes, I, I used I was teaching for a long time, but I felt that I was not using my full potential and I definitely have more to offer to people and I will just follow my passion. And uh, my friend created this uh, Shanghai Gastronomy Club that united all bar and restaurant owners and uh, food business people, mm-hmm. and I started observing this, uh, this group, uh, this was, you know, this community, and I loved the vibe of the people, and again, I felt like, well, you know, I come from a family of farmers, of people, you know, who uh, celebrated the homemade food, so food has been in my family forever. Uh, and uh, and I felt like, okay, now I want to bring my heritage here. I want my heritage to come to this uh, FNB scene of Shanghai because it deserves uh, the attention. Uh, so again, it just, uh, it just followed naturally. then I met my ex-business partner and we we just started it, you know, like we just tried. Uh, we just did some pop-up events Uh, we launched the brand without having any proper restaurant for the first year it was just like a pop-up concert concept we were doing deliveries uh, because we wanted to see how people react and we we saw that there was a demand and uh, both uh, the local people were curious and also a lot of Foreigners, expats, uh, like American people, Canadians, especially Russian people, they all loved it. So we just followed and we thought, yeah, this is this is what we want. This is what I wanted. I wanted to focus on, on building this little brand from basically zero, from scratch, from uh, designing the logo and uh, creating the name. And then building uh, the whole image of the brand, the colors and the the, the voice of the brand, uh, everything around it, building the community around it. Uh, so it all was just uh, I did not go to you know to business school. <laughs> I started actually applied psychology. Uh, oh, so... Nice. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> okay. That's something similar, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So I was just, you know, learning from my fellow entrepreneurs and following my voice and uh, thinking this is the real me. This is how I want to present myself, how I want people to see this baby that I created. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that was that was my intuition. And then, uh, well, as I said, I started uh, th- that brand with my former business partner, uh however then uh by the end of 2019 beginning of 2020 uh it started being obvious that we had different visions and different priorities in life and uh, i started already feeling that this will not work that's uh, Mm -hmm. this is the beginning of the end because uh we certainly were growing apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then COVID yeah. came, and then, well, we were supposed to actually, um, we, we were invited, well, invited, we were approached by some uh, potential investors who wanted to open, uh, who wanted to buy the brand and open it in Singapore. And I was already uh, preparing to even move there. But then first of all, COVID came and then second, I said that I just don't feel like I can do it. You know, even if you pay me, I just cannot pretend anymore because the investors believe that the the strength of the brand was the story of two women starting it and doing it together. And I just, at the beginning, I thought, okay, I could do it. But then there was this voice inside me telling me, no, you cannot keep pretending because it's kind of kills you from inside. And it's not the real you, you know, like you want to, it's time to go apart. Like, there you go. To split. Yeah. And that's, that's such
0: a really important point to a story like yours, because this is, uh, I think a lot of us. Grow up believing that there's, you know, we have our dreams, we have the things we hope will happen in our lives, or the success we hope yeah. to get, and we think it's going to be this rise to the success, and then it, we just stay there. And yeah. you know, whether <laughs> it's a marriage or a business or a career or anything, uh, health, you know, and and wellness, and you get to a pinnacle. And that's when yeah. I think a lot of people either have their first spiritual awakening, their, their aha moment of, mm-hmm. you know, this, I can't just coast on this. And, and usually there's something that precipitates that either they they've come become complacent or they're not into it anymore, or you're finding a partner is not into it, or there's something responding like this is something's got to give something's got to change. So I think you're, you're talking about a time where you rose like the Phoenix, and then you started yeah. to burn so what was that yeah like? I mean
1: it was it yeah it was I mean the m- maybe it was not me that was burning it was that I I think like that the brands that was the not brand. The, yes the yeah, dream. Yeah. it was yeah. like this you know because it was this kind of like business marriage that was not growing yeah. anymore mm-hmm. it was stagnated and it was just you know uh, it was just time to go apart you know we, we should have ended it sooner than later because later on you know it kept dragging and a lot of negative emotions kept piling mm. up within us and it led to a lot of uh, a lot of ugly situations though you know like the way we ended up and you know a lot of uh, kind of like a Shanghai version of Game of Thrones. Oh <laughs> yeah, that, that was,
0: that was my next question. So was there a point where you were fighting and it sounds like there was a period where you were fighting either. I don't know. I don't want to kind of put words in your mouth about it, but was it like fighting over what to do or trying to get her to stay on board? Like what was that fight like? Yeah.
1: So there was some, mo- so, well, so first we had this, uh, so my, mm, uh one thing was that, that my ex-business partner, she, she got into a relationship that kind of changed her. Mm. And she thought that, and because I was single, I was not uh, the time I was just focused on the brand and everything. And she kind of felt that because of the person that she was with, she was more important. So she could, uh, so her attitude became uh, quite arrogant uh, mm-hmm. at the time from my point of view at least mm-hmm. and uh, but i was trying to not have any open uh, open fights or anything because as i said in 2020 things were already hard
0: because yeah.
1: of covid For so sure. I just decided, okay, it's like, you know, sometimes like parents maybe fight, but for the sake of the baby, they just focus uh-huh. on the baby. Well, that's um, a good point.
0: That's a good point because that's something that goes on in marriages a lot too that, yeah. you know, it's never really going to come together and gel and work again, or the harmony is lost for whatever reason, the path yeah. is splitting. Um, but what was it like when you finally realized and, and goodness knows all over the globe with COVID and uh, restaurant owners, especially my heart went out to you guys that, you know, no one's allowed to come to your restaurant anymore. And so there's a lot of yeah. not only is, are things breaking down with you guys as a team, but then that comes. So what what was it like to have these kind of external signs? And when did you finally yeah. say, all right? I surrender yeah i mean
1: you know it, because in china it was different as 2020 uh it was the year like in china it was actually fine like it was just two mm-hmm. weeks and then mm-hmm. we could go back
0: oh that's the good. only
1: thing was that a lot of people actually left china mm-hmm. a lot of expats left so we lost a lot of our uh customers and we had to work even harder but mm-hmm. then end of 2020 uh mm, uh, end of 2020 things started getting better and then 2021 the first the, the beginning of the year things were actually like really good
0: okay. and then
1: 2021 after my business partner uh gave birth to her kids to her first child uh she uh like things completely fell apart between us and the economy was also slowing down a lot in 2021 uh and then uh there was a lot of you know things like our staff fighting you know like uh, against me and uh, trying to be on her side my front staff being on my side uh and then uh well we also had i was trying to have like a peaceful divorce (laughs) so i kept looking for the investors who could kind of help like buy the brand so we would everybody would be happy and everybody would receive something but then that did not happen either because the investors decided the second investors uh, decided to uh, withdraw from China Uh, and then then when this opportunity already fell apart then uh, then there was a lot of blaming each other uh, especially that some of course my business partner she just focused on her child but she did not want to admit that this was her priority so she blamed everything on me that I did not know how to manage restaurant although I was the one running it you know I was the face of it and uh, well that was actually obvious to everybody yeah and at and- some point mm-hmm. uh, mm, so one heart one mm, one really hard part was where Like the kitchen staff got together with her and they were trying to sue the company and they knew that I was still working there and she wasn't. So there Mm. was somehow like a really dirty game. And another thing was that she and her friends were trying to kind of approach the landlord to kick me out of the restaurant. Uh, and then she wanted me, or she wanted me to buy her out, but she resigned herself. So if somebody resigns and <laughs> you don't have to buy them out if they mm. quit themselves, uh, yeah, like that was luckily just... the the landers were on my side, yeah, and they and then they said that they wanted me to run the place and not her. Mm -hmm. Uh, so at that time I said that I am resigning actually from the name although I built this brand and some of my friends suggested me uh, that and they were like the place you know like it belongs to landlords does not belong to the company and the brand she can keep the brand if she wants to and then you resign instead of her and you can just create a different name Uh, and the people will follow you no matter how you call it
0: right and that's that's exactly what happened right you had mentioned that that you kind of said instead of fighting and holding on to this brand you built together like no it's mine it's mine it's mine you're like okay you can have it and I'm gonna create something new yeah
1: but but that was something that really shocked her and she never expected it like and she decided like we had a lot of issues with the staff and uh, with the staff who was that was suing the company but she didn't care she because she was kind of on their side so they had their plan she left china for a few months and uh uh and then I just send them like a really long message, and I said, "Listen, I want to split peacefully, and uh, you can keep the brand, you can keep the the company. It has, it gives you visa for this and that. You can keep like we had the factory production, also the wholesale.
0: Mm-hmm. You can
1: keep that. But uh, well, I'm the landlords want me to run their place." Uh, and i'm just uh, just going to rename it and although i was the one who built the whole brand from zero that brand from zero that had already recognition i said well that's fine and that was something that she, she probably did not expect because yes i loved this first brand it was my baby but at some point i realized that uh, well I'm, I'm now ready to create something on my own and there is it's not worth like wasting my energy on fighting yes. for that because I can create something even better. And well, it's and yeah. yeah.
0: I think I think that's that's the crux of the message today is even uh, because it's our egos that get really attached to what we've yeah. created. And it's like it's a name, it's a brand, yes, it is an entity. And it was amazing. And because mm-hmm. of all the chaos kind of surrounding it, the way things devolved for the two of you. It, it really is when you're on the, the path of wisdom or you're walking an intuitive path, it's it's never going to work out if you fight the flow of that. It's almost yeah. like life was saying, Gosha, you got to go a different direction. If yes, you want exactly. flow, if you want ease, if you want abundance again in the way that, that you dreamed of it or that you had it before, you got to take a different road. And that's what you did. I think it's a beautiful example of the the humility that it takes sometimes when things fall apart to say all right well i don't know what's next but i'm going to i'm going to do it i'll build it up and my intuition's going to lead me through this process so yeah you know so and what the, was it like was feeling a, that success after after the breakdown of that first business yeah how, so how sometimes
1: yeah like sometimes i feel like things need to fall apart so that you can create something new
0: mm-hmm. and
1: sometimes i think well because that at that time it was 2021 i did not expect what would happen in, in shanghai a year after because this last year we had this two-month lockdown or even longer Mm -hmm. the one that made me this decide come back to Europe Mm -hmm. uh but then I was still like okay I will still take a risk and I refused the offer of her friends of my ex-business partner's friends who wanted to to buy out the restaurant and I said it's not for sale and I still wanted at that time I still wanted uh, on one hand, yes, I resigned from the brand, but I still wanted to fight for the place and for. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one, uh, I gave up on one thing, but I still was um, determined to continue with with the business. And was it worth it? Uh, because I somehow, because I somehow felt that it was. Uh, that uh, I was not done yet and I wanted to do something on my own mm-hmm. and prove every, prove to myself that I can do it, you know. Yeah. that I, and, was it, and it was actually you... really successful uh, mm-hmm. and people loved the, the rebranding and mm-hmm. I was really happy about that. And then actually the last project that I was supposed to, that I worked on before leaving China was the Bottled Cocktails project. Mm-hmm. And I was approached by another person, and that with this person we were actually planning to uh, open new shops and new uh, and launch the bottled cocktails. Uh, but then again, the the lockdown came. Uh, that was supposed to be a four day lockdown, but they locked us for uh, two months.
0: Mm. Uh, so you got it at the tail end and so the beginning (laughs) yes yeah
1: so so you know i was like 2022 was supposed to be the year when everything takes off and there was there were new beginnings and my new brand was taking off but then i decided it was so hard you know and when with 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 the zero covid policy that uh, really made my 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 brand bankrupt because when you are a small business you know it's it's just impossible and it was just recovering from the previous slump mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was really difficult and i and i knew that it was not Just, you know, it would not be like this that they open Shanghai on the 1st of June and of 2022 and everything will be back again because it wasn't because there were lots of restrictions. Lots of people were already fed up and done with China and uh, and they wanted to leave. So so somewhere by the end of April, when I knew there was no more. the, the end of the lockdown was nowhere in sight, I decided that I just could not do it anymore to myself. That first of all, it was not wise business wise because it would just uh, require too many sacrifices and also my, my mental health and uh, my energy. So I knew that it was not a place anymore for the, for the businesses to thrive. To and it will not be for some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with- and
0: I think with with all that external stuff and there there's a there's a key piece to what you're talking about too is that sometimes our intuition well I like to think it begins with those little nudges and then mm-hmm. our ego will fight against it, right? And then it starts to get bigger, whether it's stress in the mind or the body or, or ailments. And sometimes it also, along with that, is all these external things coming at you. And it's, yeah. really, it's really difficult to know Are these external challenges just challenges that I'm supposed to get through? Or are they telling me like the way is blocked and this is not the way? And I think it it takes something to realize that difference. So now you mentioned that you're, you're in Amsterdam now and Mm -hmm. you're kind of like part of you wants to settle down and just chill but you also are still very passionate and motivated so you know can you tell us just a little bit a bit about your current challenge being such a a fireball that wants to create 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 um how does that show up for you on a daily basis or in your work um, wanting Mm -hmm. to settle down versus moving forward and starting new things Mm
1: -hmm. well i i decided that's uh, I needed some mental break, first of all, after everything that happened and uh, I'm just taking it slowly. I'm currently working as an, uh, in an office job <laughs> as an audit support. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm using my Chinese skills because I need to contact a lot of, uh, Chinese suppliers, also Polish suppliers. That's, that's why I, I got the, perfect, uh, huh? <laughs> the, the offer, uh-huh. uh, uh, I joined the party committee of our company, so I can try to sneak in a little bit of, uh, of my experience. Uh, I sometimes bring some food for my colleagues to share. Nice. <laughs> uh, yes. And some of my friends, uh, they when they organize a party, they still uh, ask me to... Actually, I'm happy I even offer myself to make the drinks mm-hmm. <laughs> during the party, Uh, And I'm thinking, you know, slowly, I'm getting some uh, suggestions or requests if I want to get back to F&B. Well, because actually after Shanghai, the first place I went to was Malta because I got an opportunity to work as a mixologist in one of the hotels in Malta. And I decided, well, after being locked for two months uh, at home in Shanghai, like really like in prison, I really needed to recharge and get the sun and sea every day. And Malta was perfect for that. Uh, While like working, you know, mixing cocktails at night, going to the beach during the day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) That was exactly what I wanted. I knew that it was not, it was too small uh, Mm. for me, but for three months, it was perfect. Uh, And then I just found this opportunity in in Amsterdam that is also a colorful and creative city full of creatives. Um, Well, it sounds like that
0: part of yourself is still very much alive, that that creative foodie and and, and mixologist, Mm -hmm. it's still very much alive. And maybe that part of you is simply trying to find her way. And I love that you're just still doing it. You know, yes, an office job, But I'm still going to be the one that brings this this beautiful pleasure into this space. And I'm going to enjoy the creation of it. And I think that's really important for everyone out there listening who maybe has a job that's not their main passion, but maybe it's fueling the way for your passion or just in the meantime. There's no shame in that. I certainly did that and have done it a couple of different times in my life. And it's just, you know, we all we're learning lessons and evolving no matter what's going on.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, if you
0: if you don't mind, I pulled a few cards before we end the show today. If you'd like okay. to. see what I see here about your current situation. Well, you're definitely retrieving your power, you're getting your power back, I got the soul retrieval card for you. And also a time of healing, as you pay attention to your emotions and what you really want. And so it's, you know, as you go through these, this kind of transition time, I feel like that part of you is going to come back that once that entrepreneur that wants to start something on her own, perhaps it will be helping other restaurants brand or helping, you know, being an advisor of some kind but it's still there it's just you're not quite sure yet how to bring it into fruition but it's because you've got to gather your your energy first and that's just so important for everyone out there to remember who's listening that if if you're unclear or it's not happening, or you're having to take a a quote unquote detour of any kind that that may feel like a detour, maybe you're just healing. Maybe it's just give give your body and your mind time to come back into alignment with your spirit. And then you're gonna get instructions and you're gonna get that inspiration to move. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you're coming out of this time of, realizing divine timing um, finding some good resources to to align your energies and also get a good um, boundary system built up so that you're not affected by others as much anymore but as you're moving forward i would be asking yourself what's my purpose here what did I come to this planet to do? And being a food and beverage person, being a, I mean, you're more than that. You're you, like, we said, you're an artist. You like to share the joy of food and, and, and cocktails and that, that joyful kind of party atmosphere, celebration atmosphere, mm-hmm. it's, you know, in, in some spiritual um, texts, we would say, well, we definitely say like moderation is key. You don't want to, you don't want to do that all the time, but it's so important to have that joy and that pleasure in life. If you don't, then you're just stuck in the ascetic meditative, like (laughs) space. And and I think in the the right moderation and balance, joy is important for everybody. So you can bring that to people in a way other people can't. And if you get complete about what your purpose is here, that's going to bring some clarity and you're going to be able to create a vision of what's next for you. Maybe it is another pop up or maybe it is a a catering company or a party company or teaching. Um, Mm -hmm. But I see in this meantime, just sort getting clear with yourself about that's super important. And letting go of the past, doing some forgiveness work for the past would be very important right now. Because that's the hardest part when you if you do hold on to any bitterness about how things didn't work out, that's just going to it's going to keep you there, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. So going forward, um, I see you have all the skills to make it work for yourself and um, just listen to your higher self a little bit more in this next round of your life and maintain focus on what's really important to you. And I feel that if you do that, you don't end up going too big that it gets out of hand and you also Maybe more careful this next time if you do partner with someone, is this really a good fit from the beginning? Because sometimes I like to ask my clients, go back to a time when things didn't work out, and like you kind of could probably feel that there was going to be some friction with her in the beginning, mm-hmm. whether it was personality differences or something she said, or, um, and and I think there was a learning process for you that yes, we can have the success together, but if you choose flow then the success can come as as a as a product of flow instead of despite it if that makes sense
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know.
0: Yeah. And so for you, it's just about getting clear about what you want and speaking your truth, no matter if it makes sense to people or not, because I feel that you're so creative that some people may go, that's a weird idea, but you make it work. And, and that's the kind of ideas that really do the world is really ready for these days. But as everything's changing, probably this next year, you're just getting clear on your voice again. And the more you can see through the illusions of either money, um, issue, not money issues, but, um, like uh, abundance mindset issues and letting go of the past because you have had a big success and it's a and you've kind of like things have crumbled around you so it's about knowing that in order for new things to flourish in our lives spirit has to get rid of the old and it's that grieving process that's so important to say you're becoming a whole new Gosha from from all this (laughs) and you'll build on that but because you're, you're doing your healing work now, you can have a very similar success without all that other garbage stuff. In yeah. the future, right? And you're so—I mean, I don't know how young you are, but you—you you feel quite young to me. So you've got—I I will
1: of, be forty this year. You know, well, you're,
0: yeah. I mean, we're close, but i am still pretty young too. I say, well, I've got twenty, thirty years to keep doing my thing. So, <laughs> you know, depending on how long you want to work, so you know, you're still—you're still in the prime. You're not—you're mm-hmm. not done yet. So I feel like it's yeah. really important to, yeah, con- consistently say, well, I'm—I'm I'm ready for the challenge as it comes, but I want to be uplifted and I want to have fun and I. I don't want this to feel like hard work that I have to fight against because that's no that's no kind of life to live. Right. Yeah. exactly. Very cool. (laughs) So I hope that helped. Yes. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, you're so very welcome. I'm excited to see what you build next. Very cool. I can see all kinds of possibilities. But um, so if people want to find out more about you, I know you have a book out there. And you're probably going to be adding more to your website as things move on for you. Um, Where can they find you?
1: Uh, so I've cr- I've written two e-books based on my experience. One is about uh, building brand in China. It's uh, uh, the tales of uh, <laughs> uh, pierogi, uh, pickles, cocktails, and branding in China, Gosha and Jar. And the other one is found in translations about the Chinese slang and some of my adventures uh, I had. Um, And you can find it on my website, gosianodlinska.com. It's all together my name and my surname. Uh, Or also I have an Instagram. Well, well, I haven't been active on it recently because I gave myself this break from posting on social media uh, since I left. So I think maybe in some months I will be back. But if you want to see what I've created so far, you can just follow uh, Shanghai City Girl on Instagram.
0: Perfect.
1: And then you will see everything I've done uh, before. Awesome. So yeah, this is this is where you can find me.
0: <laughs> Good. Well, thank you for sharing your light today, and your story is going to be very inspiring you, to yeah. someone out there. You just don't know who's going through something almost identical that knows that she's going to be all right, you know. And it's yeah, just moving definitely. forward. And and sometimes again, uh, listeners, knowing when to stop fighting. Uh, sometimes when the signs are telling you that it's not going to work. Spirit will ask you to let go and that's the best thing you could possibly do for your life. So thanks for being an example of that.
1: (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career, and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three. Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.